I'm going to just go to Mark 11, 23. It says, I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. Now, there's, <clears throat> there's a lot of importance on saying, but if you're, you can say all you want. And if, not, if your heart isn't connected, it's, uh, it's not going to make any difference. It's just going to be sounding brass and tinkling cymbal. It's just going to be a bunch of noise. <clears throat> um, but this heart part of it is, is, is kind of goes along with um, some of the things I've been talking about. And I want to talk about heart care. So, um, you know, our hearts are so affected by so many different things. Our natural heart is, right? <clears throat> you, can, you can actually say something to somebody and it, it won't just affect them emotionally. It actually affects their heart, their physical heart. You can give somebody a heart attack, <laughs> right? <laughs> it was not funny, yeah. Um, but but what you eat, and and they're, they're, it's so critical to take care of your heart. I didn't realize when I first came down here. I worked for a medical supply company, and uh, <clears throat> big thing that they provide are like concentrators and and um, you know breathing mechanisms, and um, I didn't realize how. Uh, how much your lungs are connected to your heart, that, that what you're breathing is directly affects your heart and vice versa. And um, anyway, so a lot of times we can, we can just look at that and we say, well, I just got to start saying, because obviously I believe, you know, it kind of goes back to what we've been talking about as far as believing, but, but the heart condition is so critical. And we have something to do with the condition of our heart. And I just want to look at this because um, it's, there's, there's things, it, it's, not, it's not a work of the law, but it's, it's a practice. It's, um, it's like, you're not a bad person if you br don't brush your teeth, you're just gonna lose them. <laughs> there's certain practices you have to do if you wanna get the right results. Right. And, and so there's not condemnation for not brushing your teeth, there's just no teeth. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> So there's a lot of things with, with having to do with our heart. We're not going to hell for not doing it. But if we want to have a healthy heart that's going to be able to speak to the mountain, it's not the mouth that's, speaking to, that's making the mountain move. It's the heart. And so what we're doing with our heart, and, and, there's, and so I want to look at this, and I, I initially called this heart exercises. But there's stuff we need to be doing on a daily basis. If, we, if, we, if our heart's going to be in a condition uh, for when the mouth speaks, for it to be worth anything. And so here's another one here, Proverbs 4, 4.23. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Everything about <clears throat> what we end up doing has to do with the condition of our heart. And a lot of it has to do with how glad we are, how happy we are. And we have something to say about that. It, stuff happening to us is not the determiner of our mood. Our, our, what we've gone through before, what we've gotten used to doing, our failures, they don't determine the condition of our heart. Right. What determines that is what we decide to do continually. And we can affect it. We can change it. You can improve the condition of your heart if you take care of it. Yeah. But who's supposed to do it? Just like our bodies. Who's going to decide how heavy I am? <laughs> I am. <laughs> By what I put into my mouth 
is going to decide and how healthy I am. You know, there's, there's some things that, um, that happen <coughs> that, are, that are, uh, affect our joints, that affect our, our body in a lot of ways. Uh, and sometimes you can just chalk it up to age, but mostly it's a lack of exercise. <laughs> that you can, you can extend your age with, with, with healthy living if you keep things moving. That we're made to move. There's a big reason why kids have so much. In, well, they have a lot of energy for a lot of reasons, but part of it is that they move, <laughs> and things things work better when you move. So, um, so there's there's a there's a passage out of, out of Psalm 37, and it just has several things in here that I thought we could just look at. Um, we need we need to have something to do sometimes, you know. Um, uh, I'm getting, you know, I've referred to this before, but I get these, uh, they're advertisements on Facebook, and they show some guy, he's probably a young guy, but he's got a gray beard, you know, they're pitching it to me, you know, <laughs> they're pitching it to me, and they're showing all these exercises he's doing, you know, and it's a 30-day challenge, and you can have a six-pack just like him at the end of it if you just do these exercises. Now... You know, I, th I think there's some other factors involved, you know. But, but, it, it is true, if you'll just do this, if you'll just do this, there's a result you can expect on the other side of it. <laughs> I, I kind of was inspired by our reading today. I messed up the, I didn't get to chapter 15. What happened is I figured out I can actually do my comment before 12 o'clock in the morning, but I have to be sure and post it, it doesn't, it doesn't actually post until 12, but I can put my comment before that because I'm on the admin side. So anyway, I didn't finish it, and so it never posted. It was waiting for me to get done submitting my comment. Anyway, <clears throat> he's talking about abiding. And, and what, he, what Jesus says is, is if, you, if you're not producing fruit, it's not, a, it's not a bad on you. It's just an indication that you're not abiding. Because if you abide, you will produce. If you abide in his love, you will produce. So what do we have to do? Do we have to try to produce? No, we just abide. <laughs> but what is that? And, and, and so sometimes I'm challenged in some of these things because Jesus says, if you do my commandments, then these things will happen, right? So, well, what are your commandments? What are your commandments? Well, <laughs> they're to love, right? That's, that's about all he really says. But, you know, we've, got, we've done a whole long series on what loving is because there are some things that you will have to do on a regular basis for love to be fruit in your life. And, and, and there's this abiding in, in his love, recognizing what he's doing in his love towards us that allows it to be something that gets produced in us. And um, anyway, so there's these things that we can just do to care for our heart, and I've just got a list of them here that we can go through, and it's like, you know what? We need to be, I, I've, I've gotten this thing, um, like just a to-do list on a daily basis. Sometimes your life can just start going by. Actually, brushing your teeth needs to be on your list, right? And, and my wife includes picking up my socks with that, you know? If I want to have peace in the house, <laughs> I'm gonna have to, <laughs> so I have to put that on my list. Okay, pick up my socks. <laughs> right, 
Um, but Psalm 37, starting in verse 3, it just makes a list. It's kind of cool here. He just makes a list of some things that I think we can use. And this isn't, a, this isn't everything. But it should be some things in our toolbox that if we're not doing this, a heart is not being cared for. And it's not going to feel, it's not going to be strong to produce the things to, to release the power that's available. It all has to do with our heart. You know, my sister went through this thing where her heart got too big in the mitral, is it mitral valve? Mitral valve wasn't closing because it was too large and, and it affected her whole, her whole body. You know, she, yeah, her breathing and everything else. The, the heart is so critical. So let's just look at these. Starting in verse three, it says, trust in the Lord and do good. Then you will live safely in the land and prosper. What is trusting? That's a hard thing, isn't it? And we'll, we'll go through these. <clears throat> Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you your heart's desires. Commit everything you do to the Lord. Trust him, and he will help you. If we can kind of be looking at these are, are as heart exercises, things we can do. He will make your innocence radiant like the dawn, and the justice of your cause will shine like the noonday sun. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. Don't worry about evil people for you who prosper or fret about their wicked schemes. Stop being angry. Turn from your rage. Do not lose your temper. It only leads to harm. And, and uh, these seem like just kind of little, they're not commands that we're gonna be condemned again if we don't do these, but they're things we can do to, they're gonna care for our heart. And I think you have to do, it's like Pastor Kim's word, you have to do them intentionally. If you're not doing them in, intentionally, then time is passing and the heart's getting weak and, and all those things that you have been hurting it are gonna have a devastating effect upon it. So, but these are things that we can do. And I thought, you know what? Sometimes we get used to just getting angry. I know I've, I'm, I'm doing this. You can almost... Well, we'll look at some of the words that have to do with this. It can be a part of, of an addiction. There's something you're drawing from. And, and, and it's a way of getting back at somebody. Oh, I'm, I'm mad. And anger should have, well, I'm ahead of myself. Let, let's go to trust here first. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And we're familiar with this, but <clears throat> what is trusting? Trust the Lord with all your What? So we get right to heart right away, don't we, on trust. So what is trust? That's letting go of stuff that would cause you to get down at all, right? And actually casting your care, there's a whole bunch of other verses we could you know, draw from, but casting your care where it's not something you're carrying anymore and, um, and do not depend on your own understanding. So trusting requires letting go of any kind of anxiety that would come with our own understanding, right? Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. So it takes the, the consternation out of it, but <laughs> this is something that, that I believe you have to put on a checklist every day. I've, I've, uh, <laughs> there's this guy that, that that talks about some of these practices that we can have in the natural. And, 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 a, and a big thing like in, in self-help and some of these other things is, oh, you just have to 
you know, meditate. You have to do these. You have to let go of all. And it's a very real thing. It's a godly thing. It's taking care of your heart. They just hijacked it from this, really, is what they've done. But it's how we're made. And, and, and if we're not doing this, we're, we're carrying a lot of, you know, sometimes um, uh, stress. That's what stress is, right? That's when you're carrying something you shouldn't. And half the time, it, it's nothing you can do anything about. You're just carrying it. And, you know, you can actually intentionally let go of it. And if, if it doesn't become something that you're practicing, your teeth are going to fall out. <laughs> right? <laughs> because it'll catch up with you. And, and it, if you're not practicing letting go, you can be practicing carrying. And that's usually what's happening. You're getting used to caring. It's, it's something that, that, that's going to get the best of you. But this is something that we can practice on a date. I think it needs to be something that we get up in the, actually at the end of the day, before we get, go to bed, it's like, God, I'm just, I'm just removing everything else from my life right now because I want my heart to be in a good condition right now. I can't go to bed carrying anything. We can probably do it more than once throughout the day. It will change. You know, just practicing this one thing. And here's, here's the thing about when you start practicing one of these things, it get, helps other parts. You know, it's kind of like a workout. You start working one thing out and it starts to, man, I feel better in other parts of me too. Yeah. Right? Okay. So let's look at delight though because this, this is the one I was really thinking about. And I had a whole bunch of verses on this. And delighting, what is delighting? Okay, let's, let's look at this, this verse or this uh, uh, definition here first. This is, the, this is the Strong's. It says, it's a primitive root to be soft or pliable. That is figuratively effeminate or luxurious, delicate. Have delight, sport self. So when I'm thinking about delight though, there, there's this side of, of actually accessing who God is that when there's something that we really enjoy in life, it's gonna be something that, that is a pleasure activator in us. You know what I mean? Does anybody like to read a good book? You know, I, was, I was talking to you, wasn't I, about staying up all night reading a book. What's happening? You're delighting in that book, aren't you? And you want to find out what happens. And when you get done, it's like, it's almost a disappointment. Right? <laughs> because you're feeding off of that. It's, it's bringing you, it's, 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 it's. And, and you know, I, I was relating it to, I do this with my kids and my wife. Some, and maybe this, this is the effeminate side. I don't know what, what it is, but. Sometimes I like to just, just be there with them and just soak it, soak it in. It just feels, it's a delight, you know, and, and, it, and it, it's feeding this inner part of you and it's making you glad, you know? And sometimes I think you can do this intentionally. It needs to be something you do intentionally. And we can do this with God. And, and this is something where, you know, I, I've wanted to stir this up in, in us, but 
you know, when, when we come into his presence, it, it needs to be something where, first of all, we just like being there. That's why this song was so good. Uh, your presence. Are, are, is this real to us? Are we really delighting in it? And, and does a day go by that, that, that we're not actually just delighting in him? Because what happens, Psalm 37, 4, it goes back to that passage that we just looked at, but it says, delight yourself. What does that sound like? That the delighting isn't happening to you, you're happening to it. That makes sense? Delight yourself. That means I'm gonna do it on purpose. Intentional. You know what? I don't, I don't, just, I don't just float off my bed down to LA Fitness in the morning. If it's gonna happen, I'm gonna have to say, I'm doing this, right? If I'm going to delight in the Lord, and, 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 and man, we need to see this as a, there's, there's a condition of the heart, a health of the heart that requires delighting. It requires just enjoyment, intentional, on a daily basis, on a continual basis. <laughs> Can you see what I'm saying? And it doesn't just happen. We have to intentionally do it. Amen? <laughs> Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he will do what? He'll give you the desires and secret petitions of what? Your heart. So this, this delighting is affecting the heart. Okay, so it, it's not, and, and I, I'm sure you, you've seen it this way before, but <clears throat> um, you delight yourself in the, in, in the Lord and the things that the heart wants change. It's, and, and it's gonna be for good. You know, this, a lot of times, <laughs> Sometimes with our kids, <laughs> if you could just get them to want the right thing, you know? And sometimes it's discouraging on my part. I'm thinking, have they not been around me at all? Because if they were around me, they would not be wanting that stuff. See, I think that's how it is with God. God says, have you not been around me at all? Because if, if the more you're around me, you're going to want what I what I. What is, makes sense, you know, what's good for you. And then when you go to, to believe me for it, you're gonna have confidence doing so because you got that druther from me, right? <laughs> from delighting. But, but there's this necessity for that to happen. If your heart's, you know, it's amazing to me. <laughs> it's amazing to me what, God's, what people say God's telling them to do. It's just totally baffling sometimes. <laughs> you know, God's telling them to do stuff and, it, and it's like, uh, you know. You can tell where stuff's coming. You can tell if somebody's actually been delighting in the Lord by the way he guides them. And, and the, the spirit with which it's, it's experienced. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, Anyway, let me, let me go on to this next one, though, because this is good. Isaiah 58, 13 through 14. 
So even what we're doing right here, man, we got a small choir here tonight, but that's, that's okay, right? We're, I, I'm, I'm excited about God being here showing us, amen? And so we don't hold back at all. We, we just soak up and we get affected by him, amen? Um, but there's a necessity in what we're doing. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm an advantage because my dad was a pastor, but I, I live for, for the coming together of the body. David said that. He said, I just long to get back with the congregation. <laughs> if you're looking for an example of isolation and being off on your own and having your own thing with God, don't get it from David. You're not going to get it from the man after God's own heart. No, you're not going to get it from him because he loves to be in that place where God is being magnified together, right? And that's what the Sabbath is set aside for. It's for the Lord. It's where you set aside other things just to savor God. And if you're not doing that, I don't think you can legitimately delight in him. Because it's going to have to be a, a, a time set aside. You know, I don't know how critical it is. Sunday is probably not the, the original Sabbath, you know. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let me just read this. Keep the Sabbath day holy. What does that mean? I'm going to just make this unto God. I'm setting aside a time, and this is only for him. I'm not waiting. I'm not putting it in and, and watching the clock to see how, how uh, soon I can get to um, surf and turf. <laughs> right? Although that's kind of fun to do too, right? <coughs> Excuse me. Don't pursue your own interests on that day, but enjoy the Sabbath and speak of it with, Delight as the Lord's holy day. Honor the Sabbath in everything you do on that day. And don't follow your own desires or talk idly. Then the Lord will be what? So this is part of delighting in the Lord is delighting in what he's doing and his body. And, and, and having that, oh, I'm just soaking up the Lord. That's how it should be when we come together. We're not being annoyed by each other. <laughs> we're fine. We're, we're seeing. It's like, it's like with y'all. It's like, wow. We soak up the Lord when we come together. Amen? Yeah. It, but it needs, it needs to be intentional. It needs to be something that, man, we're doing this on purpose. It's a key. Isaiah says it's a key. He says, then you will delight in the Lord. When you're, delight, when you're setting aside what he's put together, and making it special, now you're honoring what he's designed, and in so doing, you can then delight in him. I think, I think, there's, a, I think there's a challenge in this for some, sometimes because a big thing in the church right now is people getting offended, getting hurt, and it's real in the church, in the body. And so... There's, there's this withdrawal and there's this skepticism and there's, there's a, a lack of an ability to, to just go and, and, and you know what it requires is love, forgiveness, mercy, right? To, to come so that you can just delight in the Lord, <laughs> right? But it's a key. And he says, you're not gonna actually delight in the Lord until you get over those things and you come and, and, you, and you fellowship together and you enjoy what God has done. That's why Jesus came, was for the church, not just for individuals. 
Amen? I will give you great honor and satisfy you with the inheritance I promised to your ancestor, Jacob. I, the Lord, have spoken. Man, if he says it, let's do it, right? Commit. So, what have we done here? We've trusted, we've delighted. These are things we can do. And it doesn't really take a whole lot of time. You could probably take a minute or two, really, and just focus on them. Um, now, the Sabbath, I mean, we're gonna do that when we come together. But we, this, is, this is one of the things I put on the systems for every person in volunteering. I don't know if anybody's seen these or not, but, <laughs> but a big part of it is, is anticipation, getting into prayer ahead of time so that when, you, when we come together, our, our purpose is for him and to delight in him. Yeah. Amen. This next one is commit. <laughs> Committing is a, is, can be an issue too, right? Well, I don't know. <laughs> but once you commit to something and, and you draw the line, you say, I, I, I'm not going back from this. You know, in the Old Testament, I think they called them oaths, right? I'm making an oath. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this thing. Once you set that, now it takes the weight of decision off and now you can, it, it actually relieves your heart. Your heart doesn't have to decide anymore. <laughs> I, I'm going all the way with God, right? <laughs> Proverbs 16, three. Commit your actions to the Lord and your, your plans will succeed. Let's look at Second uh, Timothy one uh, twelve. For this reason, I also suffer these things. Nevertheless, I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he is able to keep what I have committed to him until that day. You know, there's this side of, of saying, God, I'm committing this day to you. I'm committing these things to you that, I, I, that might feel like they're a little bit risky, but I'm gonna give them to you. And in so doing, I'm casting a, an ex expectation upon you that you're gonna take care of what I've committed. And that does something to your heart, right? Hold fast the pattern of sound words which you have heard from me in faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. That good thing that was committed to you keep by the Holy Spirit who dwells in us. Oh, this commitment thing is healthy for the heart and it's something that we can renew every day. God, I'm committed to you. It's, it's a side of perspective. It's a side of, our, of the directive. And we can, we can affect our heart by our commitment. Amen? We can be still. <coughs> I broke this one down. <coughs> Psalm, <coughs> sorry. Uh, Psalm 46.10. Be still and know that I am God. I will be honored by every nation. I will be honored throughout the world. <clears throat> Let me see here. Um, so be, being still, resting, and waiting. There's this, if, if he's really God, sometimes we have to say, okay, I'm shutting up. <laughs> and we can do it intentionally. Doesn't have to be an Eastern religion thing. It's us. And God, trusting him, amen? If we're act, it's part of trust, I believe, but it requires this intentional. Now I'm gonna be still. Yeah. It's not gonna be about what I'm doing. Right. It's gonna be what God's doing, amen? 
And, and resting also is part of that. It's kind of cool because you can separate these a little bit. You have to be still, but you actually have to rest too. You can be still and still be tight. <laughs> you have to rest. Hebrews 4, 9. So there's a special rest still waiting for the people of God. For all who have entered into God's rest have rested from their labors. This is God did after creating the world. So let us do our best to enter that rest. But if we disobey God, as the people of Israel did, we will fall. Now, it's, it's interesting that he, I think the King James doesn't says, I think it says to labor to enter into rest. Yeah. <laughs> it almost doesn't make sense. But to me, that says you have to intentionally rest. You have to make it part of your day that I'm going to rest. What does it do? You know, (laughs) all kinds of statistics now that if you're not getting your sleep, what's it doing? It's hurting your heart. And you have to intentionally do it sometimes. Say, okay, I want to get up, but I'm not going to. I'm going to get some more sleep. We have to intentionally rest in what God's already done for us. Amen? Waiting. That's another part. I'm taking the clock off. Now, there's different ways you can look at waiting. It could be like waiting a table, but I I believe in this case, it's actually, okay, God, I don't care how long it takes. In fact, because I don't care, care, I'm going to be able to rest. I'm going to be able to let you be God, and I'm just going to wait. Once you, de- once you decide that, it actually, your heart actually knows that you did that. And it's so grateful. <laughs> so grateful that you're going to wait. You're not making a big deal about it, right? But they that wait upon the Lord shall do what? <laughs> Something's happening when we wait on the Lord. It's affecting our strength. And that's directly connected to our heart. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. All from what? Just waiting on the Lord, right? Now, I believe a lot of these are connected. So what are you doing while you're waiting? I think you delight while you're there. You know, you're enjoying it. It needs to be something that you are, are allowing your spirit to be lifted. You know, we, we talked about this in men somewhat recently where... Um, where David, remember David went out on a raid and he came back and all his family and everybody had been taken away and, and mutiny was afoot and they were ready to, to all of his men were gonna get rid of him and, and he was ready. He, he, was, he was down himself and what did, he, what did it say he did? He, he uh, built himself up in the Lord. He encouraged himself in the Lord. What was he doing? He was turning his back on whatever was going on and he was actually enjoying the presence of God. It has to be something that's intentionally done. And what happened in that is it gave him strength. That when you're waiting on the Lord and you say, God, I don't know what's going on right now, but I trust in you and I'm I'm allowing you whatever time you need. What happens in that moment is is that now you get strengthened to be be what you need to be. And you can do, that requires your heart, that requires that heart condition. All right? Put away anger. Ephesians 4, 31, 32. This is critical that we have to say, we have to deny. I, I like how this, this says this. You have to deny it as if you're despising it. It has to become a practice because we get used to doing this. And it, I mean, 
You can get used to it on the road. <laughs> you know, somebody doesn't know how to drive. And it's like the, the, the immediate reaction. And, and it needs to be something that as soon as there's, you know how there's triggers for other things in our life that we can, we can actually nurture? We can nurture positive triggers. You can, you can allow there to be a trigger whenever, and you begin to sense that, God help me with this. And you allow there to be a refocusing in that moment. And you say, no, I'm not going to allow this right now. But there needs to be, it needs to be intentional. You have to do it on purpose, right? So this one's kind of hard to practice until somebody makes you mad. But, <laughs> but it needs to be something that you put into practice as soon as that happens, right? Ephesians 4.31, get rid of all bitterness. Who's supposed to do that? We are, right? Rage, anger, harsh words, and slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. I think you could put strife in there with that, right? Because you don't have to participate in strife. Some of the things that, that um, man, I just know in my own experience of, of some of these things, it, it, it can put you down. <laughs> and your, mind, your heart's beating, and, and it's affecting you big time. And you, you don't have to. But you have to care for your heart. It's almost like you put something around it and say, no, no, my heart's not going to be affected by this thing. Because I'm not going to allow anger to rule me. We've been given a, a way out of this, amen? Instead, <laughs> so you let it be a trigger. <laughs> Instead, be kind to each other. Tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. That was the one I had to memorize as a child because I had three older sisters and a lot of reason to, uh, to practice this. Um, <coughs> be ye kind, one to another. Tender heart, forgiving one So, But when do you do that? When your anger trigger goes off. <laughs> and so you just don't even put your finger on the trigger. You just <laughs> keep it outside on the, on the guard, right? Okay. Um, all right, then we, and this, this isn't in that, in that passage, but I just wanted to add these real quick. Uh, pray, because, uh, and, and there's some others I just encourage you. Let, let's make this part of our, of our lives, though. Amen? Caring for our heart, because it's so critical. Philippians 4, 6, don't worry about anything. Instead, use it like a trigger. So we are using anger as a trigger to be kind. Now we use worry as a trigger to pray. But, and I, and I want to encourage us in this, how, when we pray, how is our approach to God? It needs to be from a heart that has been affected by the practicing of its care. Does this make sense? It's not a heart that's overwhelmed with worry. It's not a heart that's overwhelmed with anger. It's not a heart that's not trusting. And so it's going to be a heart that's uplifted. Amen? Now, part of going to God is to ha get help with that. And he will be the glory and the lifter of our head. But that needs to be what happens there. We don't, we don't say, God, come down here where I'm at and be depressed with me. Right? If we're not going to worry, then going to him should remove worry. Even before it, other things are not removed. The answers are not there yet. And yet, our hearts have been changed. Because we've gone to him. Does that make sense? 
Tell what you need and thank him for all he has done. <laughs> Don't you like that? Says, Go ahead and, and, and dump on him all the stuff that might be uh, tempting you to be down. And then thank him because he's already taken care of it, right? Then you will experience what? God's peace. That's what Kim, Pastor Kim was talking about earlier, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will do what? Guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. This needs to be the intentional experience in prayer. That there's a release of any weights. There's a release of, of, of what we're trying to carry. There needs to be a delighting in the Lord. Amen? And there needs to be an intentional reception of peace to come around our heart, to make it feel all cozy and fuzzy and wonderful. Right? And I think, I think sometimes we have to remind ourselves of these things because worried prayers are not very effective. Right? If you, what kind of prayer saves the sick? The prayer of faith. And it's gonna be one that's, that's coming from a heart that's in confidence. So this last one, it has to do with how we're, how we're living our life, that our heart's gonna be affected by sin. It's gonna be weakened by sin. And there's all kinds of different sin, you know, anything that's not of faith is of sin. <laughs> uh, and we're familiar with this, but this has to be a part of it. Why, why do we not sin? So we don't go to hell? Well, that, that's a good part of it. But it's also so that our heart can be strong. Because our heart is affected by things. Anytime, and, and, and all, a lot of these things go together. Anger and all that kind of stuff is, is affected by this. But, but a simple sin that is in the dark that nobody else knows about still is affecting our heart, right? And it affects our confidence towards God. Our ability to breathe oxygen the way we need to in the presence of God, right? So 1 John 3, 21 Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence toward him. The heart is so critical. How does it have condemnation? It's not from God. There's no condemnation from God. Where's that condemnation coming from? And you, you just trying to believe that God doesn't ever, that God doesn't condemn you so that it's okay, doesn't change your own heart. Your heart knows it's wrong. Your heart is condemning you. God's not. So sin is, is, is a problem. It can be a problem. Not on God's side. And that's why we have to run to God in the middle of it. Run as fast as you can. <laughs> right, right back to him. Because the, the main reason we go back, well, we want fellowship with him. But going back to him takes the weight of sin off of your heart and allows the heart to be healthy once again. And whatever we ask, uh, we receive from him, because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. So holiness is critical. It, it needs to be something, and this can actually help us, I think, with holiness. When, when, it's, when there's a motive like this, right? It's because I'm, I'm just care. Why don't you do that stuff? I'm just taking care of my heart, you know? I'm just taking care of my heart. Why don't you smoke? Well, I'm taking care of my heart. Why don't you do that? Well, I'm taking care of my heart before God. Amen.